0: Episode 8 of the Football Fun Factory podcast today and what an enjoyable start to our podcasting career it's been discussing all things youth football with the Football Fun Factory co-founders James Cutting and Johnny Martin two real experts and pioneers of coaching children's football maybe a little more challenging for me in the early weeks having to get dressed up in the judges outfit where i'm finding the wig is getting itchier and itchier every week on my poor head but you've got to do what you've got to do when putting important subjects on trial in chaddy's court i suppose in this week's episode we will be discussing the old carrot and the stick scenario we've all been there right within a session when the kids aren't behaving how we'd like them to And we've given the old, we won't play a match unless you start behaving, or something similar. I know I have in my early coaching days. But that's not right, is it? Surely the behaviour of the group comes from the environment we have built as coaches. And we shouldn't have to use persuasion tactics to engage the kids. Johnny, without trying to inflate your ego, you're up there with the best children's football coaches I've seen can't imagine you've ever used the, the old carrot and stick, have you?
1: First of all, thank you very much, Chad. Really no appreciate it, mate. Um, I, I probably did when I first started. I think just because when I played, the coaches would probably use that with me and they would say "If you don't as the, to the group, if you don't start behaving, we're not going to play a game at the end. So I think you almost conform to your early experiences. So I think I probably did do that when I first started until I sort of got educated on the, the benefits of match play and stuff
2: like that. But what about you, JC? Yeah, I think there's there's probably scenarios where my early coaching days where I definitely did that. Again, because of my experience of hearing that from the coaches that that work with me, I think that there's so many positive ways in which we can reframe things, but keen not to get too into the discussion because I know we'll have an absolutely brilliant chat about that later on and how we do things at Football Fun Factory in particular. Okie dokie. Why don't we put it
0: on trial? Okie dokie, we're back in Chaddy's court. I've got on my wig, my judge's outfit, and we are ready to put this subject on trial. James, Johnny, I've got two contrasting views. Sir just said James and looked at Johnny, and then said J- Johnny
2: and looked at James. But that's fine. Let's go, let's, right. go let's go, let's go. I'm James.
0: I'm and Johnny. Got it. Okay, so we've got two contrasting views. I'd like you to read them out. Let us know what they are. Then I'm going to give you the opportunity to have an opening statement and then the other person, Johnny <laughs> or James. <laughs> <laughs> will question you. Go on then, Johnny. You can go
1: first. Uh, children need positive praise and encouragement and coaches should create a relaxed and pressure-free environment. 100% carrot and not the stick. Disagree. <laughs> children
2: on. need to be put in their place. Discipline is the only measure to get them to perform as they should. Never the carrot always the stick
0: interesting stuff guys okay johnny can you give your opening statement and james you're gonna have the opportunity to to question johnny come on. on this i think it's pretty obvious that
1: i will be the winner of this chaddy's court because children do need positive praise and encouragement coaches should without doubt boost them up create an environment where they absolutely love playing where they're free from any pressure or external pressure that's put on them and we should always try and yeah, use the carrot, not the stick. I mean, there's nothing
2: really for me to say than the obvious. All children have various uh, motives of playing football, intentions, and, and parents obviously take their children along to to take part in children's football. Some wish to progress their football, develop, and become a professional football player in the past, like Sir Judge. And <laughs> Sir Judge! <laughs> and... I feel that 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 could get missed. The opportunities could get missed. The national game is at threat with this approach, Johnny. If we're always using the carrot, making this fun, relaxed, pressure-free environment (laughs) that you talk about, how on earth are we going to identify and develop talent for for the English game? We want to win the Euros in the summer. We want to go on to win World Cups in the future. How are we going to do that if all we do is... Dangle a carrot.
0: Very good, James. Do you want to question? I didn't know (laughs) you you should have been questioning Johnny. Yeah,
2: I was questioning Johnny. You you might actually ask him a question. I thought you were doing. How are we going to do that? Dangle a carrot. (laughs) Question mark. Okay, carry on, Johnny. You need to say your question (laughs) (laughs) mark. Sorry, yeah, I I didn't (laughs) punctuate.
1: Um, I mean, so many players at the highest level have told stories about how they've got through having had a complete pressure-free. Sort of experienced as a child I mean, Sir Judge As we referred to him earlier Remembers his earlyhood, childhood Football memories Where he was running around with the coaches Creating this pressure free environment He was scoring 17 goals a game Like Ronaldinho was And,
2: and having the best time of his life So that's great um, Johnny, next question Have you heard of the Sir Alex Ferguson hair dryer treatment? <laughs> I have But that wasn't towards a child I hope So <laughs> So <laughs> Luke, I'm right, <laughs> thinking, I'm right thinking that uh, Sir Alex, back in the day, would 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 know each of the academy, you know, graduates and all all the children coming through the academy by name. He would welcome you as you as you walked into the canteen. You
0: know, he'd say, "Hi, Luke." Even before you became a professional football player. Yeah, without a doubt, he built them relationships with everyone at the club from a really early age. I'm not sure where this is going because <laughs> so, if it is around. And then shouting, there won't be a game unless you start behaving. You're you're really mistaken on this one.
2: <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> I just feel that there's so many there's so many opportunities <laughs> for children to go and, and become a pro. There, there's a huge career in the game. There's there's vast sums of money to be earned. And if we don't give them the stick, they need a whack every now and again. With the stick, with uh, the uh, stick yeah a metaphorical whack <laughs> uh, they need they need incentive and, and the carrot doesn't work with everyone I think that's a better point that i now go to that actually too late. you said everyone needs you, a whack if you I'll take that back if you <laughs> <laughs> edit that out like, if you um, treat every single child the same so therefore there's a child within the session causing havoc if the only way is the carrot the carrot the carrot and that doesn't make an intervention doesn't um, develop that, that environment that you're looking for for the children. Is that not a threat to the enjoyment of the session therefore their lifelong participation within the game? I think there are other behaviour management techniques
1: and coaching techniques beyond whacking the stick, the, the figurative <laughs> stick towards the children. And I think 100% you'll gain so much more um, enjoyment and development by using praise and encouragement in the children that you coach. And then if you do have to change your approach slightly, the stick is definitely not the answer. And there are a number of other techniques that you can use.
0: Okay, I'm going to hold it there. James, do you want to give your opening statement, please? Absolutely. Absolutely. So um, I've listened to
2: a number of different high-profile footballers recently talk about their upbringing and talk about how they made it to the very top. So I listened to a brilliant podcast recently on another popular podcast With Stephen Bartlett, I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's up there in the charts with us. And and on that podcast, um, Thierry Henry talked about his upbringing, how tough it was, and how he made it to the very top. But actually, it was a really tough kind of upbringing that got him there. He talked about his father a lot and the coaches that he had, and very much had the stick rather than the carrot in terms of that um, pressure. And that—that's what made him get to the top. Watch the recent Netflix documentary with one of your former teammates, David Beckham? Luke, and um, and he talked a lot about his dad and his upbringing, his coaches, and how they, uh, including Sir Alex, uh, helped him get to the very top. And he famously kicked a boot that landed and cut his eye. I don't know if you know about that, but it was very much the stick that helped him get to the top. Two shining examples of the game. Two shining examples of um, how. Children can open up opportunities, go on to become professional footballer. In my opinion, and it is my opinion, that the stick should always be used and never the carrot. Because if not, we're just, we're just too soft. We haven't won the World Cup since 1966. <laughs> and I do not think we'll win it until something changes. Until it's just stick. Always stick. Do you have any questions? Cool. So
1: obviously with the uh, two shining examples that you've you've explained i think both of those were probably more stick from their parents as opposed to their coaches and i think their coaches if you if you look back at their stories probably played a part in creating a positive environment for them when they came to training so i think that's key to differentiate differentiate easy for me to say the parent and the coaches um obviously in your statement i think the other sort of question i've got to you is obviously with the amount of children going on to play in the premier league being so low, 0.012% of children that obviously go on to be at that very highest level, let alone the the heights of David Beckham and Thierry Omri. What happens to the, the rest of the
2: kids? Well, the reason there's so many of them is because there's coaches like you, John, out there <laughs> creating these fun environments. <laughs> Making it all la da for these kids, turning up to these training sessions, relax, pressure-free, create, you know, be creative, try a step over and all those kind of things. And what's happening is they just come out of the end of that and there's just no talent level. And, and, and what we're finding is that children are coming through, they're getting to... You know, 12, 13, 14, 15 years old There's a huge drop off in children playing football So for me because the reason Because of the stick Because of the, <laughs> because of because carrot. Of the carrot, John uh, it's All because of the carrot And what's happening
0: is The carrot is ruining the game <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'm going to stop it there Interesting debate I think we know who the winner of today's debate is Congratulations, Johnny Mars. Thanks very much Interesting debate, guys. James, big fan of the stick. Johnny, more of a carrot kind of guy. But what are we really thinking about this subject? James, I'm going to give you a chance to, to come back from your opinion. In to the, redeem you know, myself. Yeah, exactly that.
2: Yeah, I feel that um, Yeah, we have to create a positive environment for children. Don't we, Of course we do. Uh, there's, there's. It, I guess it depends on what the carrot and what the stick are. So in, it's how you frame things. And there's even ways in which you can incorporate the stick within the carrot, if that makes sense. But <laughs> well, it's it's not, no, it <laughs> makes no sense. Whatsoever. <laughs> it does, Luke. Go on, so, and carry on. So I think it's probably worth, Johnny, you explaining a little bit more, you head up delivery here at Football Fun Factory, just about um, word swaps and f- phrase swaps. Because I think for any football coach watching now, I think there's an opportunity of how we reframe stuff. The same message (coughs) delivered in a different way is so crucial to how we coach football. Yeah, yeah. One of our, we've got obviously a
1: safety fun, and development checklist and part of the fun checklist, one big feature of that is positive word swaps and phrases. So we'll use it throughout our whole session to create a really positive environment but to still get the outcome that we want. So a good example of that is if you've got a session, an area that you're working within, rather than it just being an area, instead giving it a name, like a stadium name, so the Tottenham Hotspur Stadium. No, no one's going to play there, John. <laughs> um, and if a child then dribbles outside of the area, rather than, than you shouting at them and saying, come back in here, you're outside the area, stop leaving the area, the positive word swap would be, everyone inside the stadium, all the fans are calling your name back in, James, over you come. And then suddenly it just creates a the same message, the same sort of outcome that you want to get them to come back in the area, but delivered in a far more positive way. We use it as well when we're trying to get a group of children to to sprint in rather than saying, don't be last. And then you always get one or two that walk in Bouncing the ball, want to be last. Suddenly, who can be first? And you see all the children sprint into your session. So, mm. two really simple examples, but two that work brilliantly for us at the Football Fun Factory. The
0: question I have is sort of as a <clears throat> sort of slightly older, not much that that much older than you, James. A lot older than <laughs> you, Johnny. But when we were, I, mean, I assume it was the same for you guys. When we were brought up playing new football, a lot of the time it was the stick in how coaching was back then it was a demand style do this do that would that be fair to say that is yeah I think so, coaching's yeah. changed and that's the biggest challenge of coaches that are now sort of from my era from our era that's how they were brought up and assume that's the way to coach children
1: yeah i think without getting too i don't know political and everything else but the world's changed quite a lot just in the last 10 15 20 years with like far more awareness around mental health and, and those types of things and i think it's so important that coaches do or are open-minded to a new approach and the fact that it has to be a new approach because i think even when i was being coached and, and although i'm not as old as you obviously luke um <laughs> if anyone watching luke just pulled a face um so i think yeah i was coached with it predominantly being a stick and like we referenced sort of the, the point earlier on around we're not going to play a match and still until everyone's listening and behaving but I think people probably aren't as thick-skinned as they used to be and I think the there are now more awareness around things like mental health and I do think the times have changed I do think coaches now I guess need to be
0: open-minded to changing and, and to a different approach. Do, do you think that's easy James to to find them open-minded coaches because obviously it's completely right what you say but probably Easier said than done. I think it's education like anything. So I think it's
2: opportunities to, to educate your football coaches. I think it's probably more um, common now than, it, than than we actually think. So we talk about in the past, the the stick was used a lot more. It was more a lot more command style. And that was just the style of coaching. But I remember doing a session a few years ago now, but we went to local county football association. And we, I remember we referenced... The, the phrase that we used at the start, uh, if you don't listen, you won't get a game at the end. And the whole room kind of like went, oh, that's me. I mm. say that. And I think that probably happens in grassroots football quite a lot. But from that day, from us mentioning that and saying, actually, instead, why don't you just say, if we listen really well, we'll get an extra 10 minutes game at the end. Same message delivered in a completely different way. The whole room then went, oh. Yeah, really obvious, really simple. But they took that one message and then went ahead and delivered it. And for me, that's education. So I think that whilst it's great going out onto the pitch and learning to coach and having your coaching points and all those kind of things that you can learn on coaching courses, sometimes actually just the way in which you phrase things, even the tone of voice that you use, those real simple measures and changes are what, for me, coach education is all about. The stick is not really needed if the children are engaged
1: would you agree with that yeah 100 so what we do at our yeah. sessions it's probably worth sharing so we start with the rival matches where the children come in they have the opportunity to play matches straight away so they come to the session often get there early because they're absolutely buzzing in that first sort of arrival activity and when they're playing matches they then have the opportunity to chat to their mates who they haven't seen all week and they have the opportunity to talk about the football that happened on the weekend and suddenly creates that environment which is really positive. It gets out some of the talking from your session for when you then go into the more structured part because they've already done that. And then we go session game, session game. So and when I say game I mean match. So it'll be so fast paced that the children will play a 10-15 minute session, then go into a 10-15-minute game. We never use the, the games and the matches as a like you say as a, a carrot or a stick. They know it's coming they know yeah. it's part of their session and actually, the kids never ask about matches because they know they're playing it. We we've, we've fe- feature it loads into our session. So you almost don't need to do either or, but, but everyone's but, so engaged.
2: And the top tip, as well, for, for any football coaches is just how we control and manage footballs. It's one thing we talk about a lot. We do coaching observations, and it's one piece of feedback that we quite often give. Just that if, a, if someone's got a ball, if I gave you a ball now, you bounce it or you'd kick it, or you'd do something to throw it up in the air. We all would. And if you give it to a child, they're definitely going to do those things. If you control the footballs, it actually controls the whole session. And when you've got a group of 10, 12, 15 children, if you've got 15 footballs bouncing or 15 footballs up in the air or rolling off in the wind or whatever it might be, then actually that's going to really disrupt your session. So when we then sit down with those children, they're all bouncing their footballs, and we say... If you don't listen, guys, if you're not listening to me, we're not going to play a match at the end of this session, or we're not going to be able to do this or that game or that activity that you want to do. Instead, if we just all say, right, in we come, everyone, tuck your ball under your arm, everyone, put the ball on your head, like whatever we might do, controlling the footballs in those ways, sitting on the footballs, whatever it might be those things are going to then control the footballs and actually avoid the whole conversation of needing to effectively discipline. Because we're talking about yeah, yeah. creating an environment, fun, friendly, and then we're talking about discipline. To avoid the discipline, it's actually within the coach's control. And I think it's really easy to go, oh, I've got this really naughty child doing my sessions. He's really disruptive or whatever it might be. It's actually, well, how are you managing the session to make sure you're getting the best out of
0: that child and the whole group? So it sounds like... The key is a a plan, a structure, which isn't always possible. We talk about obviously our coaches, our sessions, what they look like. The coaches are, that's their job. They coach with the Football Farm Factory, that's what they do. They've got plant time to do that. With a number of grassroots coaches, they're often straight from work, there. sometimes a bit head up after they've had it at work and maybe not as patient as they would be. What would be your advice John around that and getting a, a plan a structure in place to to avoid getting a stick out
1: I think a lot of coaches probably think that they need to have a new plan every single week and actually that consistency that we have within our sessions where we go arrival matches session game session game every single week cr- helps create that that environment that we we try and create and we're talking about now at the football fun factory where the kids know what's happening they almost don't know about... They're not fearing the unknown. They they know when they come in, they put their water bottles down, they get straight into matches. They know they've got a session. They know they've then got matches. I think a lot of grassroots coaches feel like they need to reinvent the wheel every week. And I know I did when I was coaching in grassroots. I'd spend all week looking at session plans, looking at ideas. Whereas actually now, if I were to go back to taking a team in grassroots, I'd probably have between six and and 10 sessions that I delivered all the time. And that would be my go-to sessions And I'd then just tweak rules within the session every single week or maybe have different start points to get a different sort of topic out within within what I'm working on in the children. I think that's probably one of my top tips to coaches is is don't overcomplicate it. Have a plan that is consistent and try and have a framework that you work from every single week or at least have a handful of sessions that you work from every single week. And then actually you don't need to worry about the planning, the 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 detail that goes into the session, you can then just concentrate on creating the best environment for the children when you get there, making sure that you're ready to give everyone a warm welcome and, and kick your session off in the right way. Fantastic. Top,
0: top tips. <laughs> and when John speaks about the environment there, Dan, can you give us a little bit on like what is a fantastic environment? What does that look like for, for children at a football session?
2: Yeah, I think when you first start playing football, so you go along to your first ever training session or you join a team or you join the Football Fun Factory. It's always quite a nerve-wracking experience. Any new group, whether it's a football session or actually going to a new school, starting a new class, whatever it might be. So first and foremost, it has to be an environment that children feel incredibly confident and capable and comfortable within. So once then the coach does that, I think the the way in which we do that at FFF is the warm welcome, we call it. And that warm welcome is eye contact as children come in through the AstroTurf gate, it's asking them about their day, it's speaking to their parents, it's making sure um, we give them a voice if they've got any questions, and it's making sure that that child feels like a million dollars, that in the same way that an academy may make a certain child because they think he's going to be the one that comes through and signs the professional contract, and it's like yeah. making that child feel like the one kind of thing, it's making every child feel like yeah. the one, it's making... Every single child buzz of coming to their football session every single week And then doing that with the collective by being the fun coach But then making sure you've got that balance between being fun and engaging And being in control Because we know within our programmes that parents actually like discipline If we can use that word But discipline doesn't have to be the stick So discipline can just be Making sure, like you said, that the children know that there's consistent boundaries. What we do here is we come in and we put our water bottle down in this zone. What we do is we then go into games. We then put a bib on. We choose between yellow and blue. And that consistency and repetition of the structure lends itself into creating that environment. So the environment ends up being really, really fun. And it is disciplined, but discipline doesn't have to be a negative thing. Discipline can
0: actually be a, a real positive, I think. Fantastic stuff. okay So I'm going to End up this chat now Johnny One word Carrot or the stick Carrot
2: Stick No Yeah <laughs> 100% 100% It has to be the carrot And I think that The biggest thing for me Is education In terms of how We can use the carrot To get the best out of the children And the best out of the experience There's my one word Yeah
0: Thanks for that Okie dokie Let's have a few Listeners questions Okay, dokie, okay. I've got a couple of questions this week. The first one I'm going to give to James. Interesting one. What does the FFF have planned for 2024? 2024
2: is all about growth of the brand, growth of the, the franchise network that we operate, um, heading into international waters, which is really, really exciting. The reason why we want to keep growing is because we have... Uh, a mission to become the world's leading children's football coaching organisation. And the route to that mission is finding passionate football coaches that are going to open up the Football Fun Factory where they live within their local community. It's been rolled out now 80 times within the United Kingdom and Ireland, and we're really excited about doing that moving forwards. Uh, I know that you, Luke, have been on calls with lots and lots and lots of football coaches, days filled up, diary filled up with passionate football coaches on Zoom calls, Uh, We've got a coaching observation tonight. So it looks like more people coming into the organisation and um, spreading our wins into new areas. But ultimately, all of that drives all the stuff that we talk about on this podcast, which is fantastic experiences for children to fall in love with the game.
0: Great answer. Exciting times. Johnny! Not sure what this question's saying about the three of us, but any special guests lined up for the podcast this year? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we not enough people. It's what it sounds like. Um, Well, obviously, Chaddy, you played with some
1: pretty big names. Go on, give us a few.
0: We're trying to get David Beckham on, but we've not had an answer (laughs) from his PA yet, so we're not sure on that one.
1: Yeah, so look, I think there is the future. We're open to having guests on, on the podcast to freshen stuff up and to... Maybe get someone else wearing that wig for a special episode. But at the moment, the plan is for us to continue and see what happens. Who's your
2: dream guest, John? Who would you have on if if anything was possible? (laughs) Go on, Chaddy, pull a few strings.
0: I'll do my best. I'll be so, so happy for someone else to come in and wear that wig because it is (laughs) so itchy. It's doing my head in. No pun intended. Okay, fantastic. Thanks, guys. Brilliant episode. Thank you for listening or watching, and we'll see you again real soon.